whistleblower report exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome, everybody. I'm Major Mike Gary, your host for today's Whistleblower Report, and this is going to be specifically a faith report. And, uh, it's been a little bit since I've done one of these. Uh, some listeners have noticed that I've been away for approximately a month, month and a half. And I'll explain that here in a minute. But welcome, everybody. What I'd like to do before I get into this show is I would like to uh, open in a brief prayer. The Heavenly Father, we just uh, pray for... Uh, peace on everybody that's listening and myself, but I just pray that my words act as wisdom and knowledge to those who specifically need this message today or this story. And for others, I pray that it unlocks or opens doors for further understanding on situations in Jesus name. Amen. All right, everybody. Um, we have some interesting administrative stuff to talk about before I get into uh, the main purpose of this uh, faith report, which is faith report is going to be discussing and going over uh, the book of Job, specifically how it overlays with my current situation, um, which is probably shared by many other people out there. So that's why I feel like this is kind of a timely, important thing to discuss. And for others, it may give understanding out there. I guess I'm all about understanding and sharing uh, certain events and situations in people's lives. And as we know, with the current times, there's so many things going on out there right now. It, you know, many things desire a deeper understanding or explanation of what's actually going on and so that's what i'm hoping to kind of share in this personal story uh as we go through the book of job here and kind of overlay it with some current events but uh this this will be scriptural heavy um so just just know that it's not going to discuss a lot of uh current things going on other than where some people might be in their lives. So quickly, administratively, for the Truth for Health Foundation, I'm sure uh, you are aware that we have decoupled ourselves from the America Out Loud program. So this is a very exciting thing for us. I am greatly excited about it. And it's part of the reason why you haven't heard my voice on some of the reports here lately is kind of been sifting through and trying to figure out where everything's going to lay now that we're kind of going on our own and spreading the truth for health foundation across many platforms. And I do fully believe in the 
mission of the Truth for Health Foundation, as I believe it's very timely for many people. And if you go on our website, the Truth for Health Foundation, you're going to find, I think, many helpful, timely things. Uh, For example, the the uh, you know database of uh, whistleblower reports. In this time and age, I think you will find that if you go to the icon whistleblower reports that comes right up on our homepage and you go in that and you check out uh, previous reports, you're going to find stories that cover many things that are going on in the news, very personal reports. As uh, some of you know, my situation is a very personal, has a very personal touch to it, as a lot of you have lived it and experienced it. You know, being a uh, military whistleblower that has been fired. Uh, and so many of you have probably experienced that in your workplaces over the last few years. So I would uh, push you to go check out, you know, our large expanse of reports. And I think what you should do is kind of look at these reports as being current history, history being documented in real time. I mean, uh, plenty of people, maybe even me someday, can go back to these things and use them to write books and further explanations of what happened during this time. And uh, I know there's a big if on that, if we actually make it through this time. but. These reports uh, are going to be instrumental at documenting and uh, further explaining down the road to future generations what the heck happened during this time. So anyway, the whistleblower reports I find extremely uh, helpful. uh, And I think, you know, a lot of you can probably vouch for that. So go there and check them out. Now, also, the icon when you click on it you can go back about three or four months of reports but there's also a search where you can type in uh whistleblower reports and it'll take you back even further in time i think dr vleet started to do these reports in the fall of 2022 okay so we're almost do have been doing these for about a year so anyway go back check those out i'm sure you can find helpful stuff you know, whether it's further explanation of news reports or specific individuals like myself and some of the other military people, the commercial flight pilots and their um, lawsuits, doctors, PAs, nurses, and their specific whistleblower reports, uh, you know, fighting the good fight with religious packets, with VAERS reports, and all these things. It's all there. This is pretty unique, I would say. It's, you know, like I said, it's history being documented real time. So anyway, check those out. Also, I think some of you know that I run with Dr. Vliet the Medicine and Ministry Program, where we get together and we talk about, um, you know, where the church, the body of Christ is failing. That seems to be the, the main point of our conversation at reaching a very dark world. And so we see ourselves as people that are in the world, not of the world, but trying to push the ball forward as it relates to the gospel of Christ. And, you know, uh, 
the medical piece, which is dominating everybody's life or has the last three years, is a big piece, I believe, in pushing back. You know, even the disciples tried to pull Christ back from healing a leper and healing many people. So use that example as, you know, and magnify it by whatever times you want to do. But there's hurting people out there. And especially at the beginning of COVID, we were pulled away from each other, you know, the whole six foot distance and not supposed to uh, get near each other. And that's not Christ-like. I mean, certainly if there was a real threat, a real cause, which I know a lot of people believe there was in most, in a, in a lot of cases. However, as time rolled on, we learned better of that. So anyway, um, the medicine and ministry, we're trying to move the ball forward and spread in uh, the gospel on Christ the best way we can. We're working as that remnant to shine God's light across a very dark land in this nation right now. And then we have the COVID treatment guides. We have, uh, you know, the vaccine injury treatment guides. We got radiation treatment guides coming forward, 5G uh, awareness documents coming forward. We also have an expansive library on many chemical, environmental uh, contaminants and other things like that. And so anyway, I think our website is incredibly helpful. And plus you get the explanation coming from people in the fields. And that's what you find on these whistleblower reports. You can go find a resource uh, to use, and then you can actually hear an expert explain it. You know, and uh, the, not to mention all the legal and lawsuit type stuff that we have on our website. So anyway, I just want to point these things out to you because I think it's extremely helpful in these times. And I'm incredibly excited that we're kind of going on our own across all these many platforms. And we'll see what we're able to gener- generate for an audience. And hopefully, hopefully we are seen as helpful. I mean, we feel that we've got knowledge that needs to be shared, and that's what we're trying to do in this time. Or even connect people with, you know, helping experts, you know. So I think that's what we're looking to do as we go on our own and get uh, put as the Truth for Health Foundation across all these many platforms. So I just wanted to kind of point these things out to you. And then also I want to put a plug in for Dr. Elizabeth Lee, Dr. Lee Lee. And I just want to express, you know, in a time where there's not a lot of encouragement and uh, for people, I want to encourage her in her efforts to continue to gather whistleblowers from all these various walks of life. And she's been instrumental in doing this. I also want to give her praise for this because out of our country, who's 320 million approximately for our total population, is Dr. Lee Lee that had the foresight to actually grab and help and use the, the foundation to support the military whistleblowers. Uh, for this, I am just totally grateful. And I want to express that to the audience out here. This this is unusual. It's amazing that somebody had the foresight to do that. And I just want to point it out that it's Dr. Elizabeth Lee, as you see her across many platforms, speaking about medical uh, issues and the shots and COVID and all this. That's who she is. She's the one that gravitated to the whistleblowers and pulled us in. Okay. 
So anyway, there's enough uh, opening uh, for those administrative notes. And now for my particular story here and how we're going to get into the book of Job. Um, you know, it was Dr. Lee Vliet that said to me not too long ago, she said, hey, uh, we had somebody uh, tweet or or post on Twitter X now that uh, somebody had missed your reports. They had noticed I'd been gone for a little bit. And this this is true. I have, um, as some of you may know, uh, I was fired from uh, the military. And uh, I have been without full-time pay for a little over a year at this point. And uh, yeah, it's been hard. I've had a very difficult life. I never saw myself going through something like this. I've had difficult spells in my life before where I've dealt with losses and, uh, you know, lost a younger brother, watched my parents suffer, a lot of of other losses at the time. So I've had spells in my life that have shaped me and they shaped me towards the better. But this spell, this COVID spell, which has dominated my life, especially where I'm a Seaburn officer, chem, bio, rad, nuclear trained, so biological weapons expert, and one of the more senior guys in the nation. Yeah, this this COVID has dominated my life, and uh, it, it's been hard for me to find full-time employment. I attempted last fall to do that. And found trying to explain in a job interview misconduct or insubordination, which kind of was the banner they fired me under, was very difficult. And a lot of us up here in the Northeast or up in the Northwest and other, you know, urban areas have found it hard to find reemployment with these type of labels on us. I mean, it's almost like I'm a criminal. And, uh, you know, it's something that God had prepared me for. I knew that was coming, you know, um, where I love prophecy. And you've heard me talk about this before in the past, probably on past shows, that I absolutely love God's promises, which I see as prophecy. But I didn't know it was going to get this deep. And uh, you've probably heard me cynically say in the past, um, you know, getting back to normal. We're just getting back to normal. And what I've noticed over the last nine to six months, and it's it's grown and become more prevalent, is that even uh, supposedly my Christian brothers and sisters, and I say that with cynicism too, uh, my apologies for that, but this is how I feel in reality of my emotions, that a lot of people don't want to see the vaccine injury that is so dominating our lives. It is. Um, the prayer line my wife is on where she's canceling out of the prayer line because we understand most of the people we're praying for uh, are vaccine injured. And I know that may sound heartless, but at this point where we can't deal with the truth of it, my wife and I have just kind of had enough. Uh, not that we're not going to pray for people uh, that are vaccine injured, but it's just that we can never get to this root cause or solution of it. So, you know, and then having record number of funerals at times or having competing funerals at times. I mean, these are realities going on here and people saying, I've never seen this before. 
I, but we can never get to the truth of the matter. And sometimes being so aware of these things is difficult. And so lately, uh, why you didn't hear me for a month is I, uh, I had a tractor that broke and I used it for, to supplement my income. And it broke in a way that I need a $4,000 part that I don't have money for right now. So I've lost that. So that's been taken away from me at the moment until I can get, you know, money enough to do that. I, uh, uh, I also have been checking into other, other ways to, to get full-time employment. One of them is I'm not fully out of the military. I was fired out of full-time employment with the national guard and I made way, my way over to the Army Reserve, and I was checking into some things that seemed like they could be productive. And immediately the doors were shut down on me. Uh, for one reason, the recruiter I was working through had a medical event. Uh, so anyway, you know, the, the there's the vaccine probably, again, don't 100% know that, probably doing its thing and uh, making things difficult. And then... Um, like I said, it's been hard for me to get employment. Finances are down. You know, we're just getting by. Uh, my family is. And at this point, nobody wants to deal with the truth of the matter. So I, I'm kind of ostracized, not only from the people that got rid of me, but from people who I considered friends and church, you know, the body of Christ. So at this point, I found it very isolating. And I think I've kind of hit the, the rock bottom. And the beginning of July, I I came down with Lyme disease. And a lot of people here in the state of uh, Maine have come down with Lyme disease. And let me tell you, it knocked me out for a week. And then um, discovered that I had it. And then I was successful without medical insurance to get antibiotics and doxycycline, the treatment. And I found a way to do it cheaply that I could afford it and all this. And because of the Lyme disease is where I discovered I was living out the book of Job. Okay, so I know this has been kind of long-winded to get into this, but it's when I started to develop bullseyes all over my body that I decided, you know, this wasn't, so for my wife and I, we were like, oh, this is a season in life. We'll get through it. And we were good. We entered it, knew it, we would get through it. Not a problem. But then it, it's, it turned into like a wilderness because it was multiple seasons. It's been a couple of years now of this, right? Because I was under investigation for nearly a year. So I was ostracized, shut in a, you know, like a, like a broom closet, uh, separated away, isolated, treated with very much disrespect, like a criminal, like I said, that was almost a year. And then now I was fired, you know, full time. I've been doing that for over a year. So this has been a long time for me. And um, if if you guys want further explanation, you can go to my whistleblower report done with Dr. Lee Vliet, where she interviews me and it covers the first it covers the investigation, getting into the investigation. It's very revealing and it explains a lot what's going on politically and the Patriot purge in the military. So you can go there and check that report out. I'll link it to this uh, So if you're interested. But it explains more than just my story. It explains a lot about how the uh, upper officers think and feel and how they react in, in this time. 
But the Lyme disease, which was incredibly painful, I came down with an acute, uh, you know, sense of it, not like a chronic, or at least I haven't developed any chronic so far. I'm through the antibiotic treatment at this point, but it was breaking these big welts of uh, bullseyes on my body, which I directly related to Job. So I went from a season, a wilderness, and, and now I went into the book of Job. And my family and I, we, we've been sitting down reading the book of Job. Not to mention on top of that, I lost my internet for two weeks and I wasn't able to actually do reports. So as you can see, I've had a number of back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back events that have made my life extremely difficult uh, as it relates to getting you know, any type of financial. However, during this, I don't want to say it's all bad. Uh, I, we've had provisions in weird ways, almost like Elijah was fed by birds. We've been provided for in extremely uh, interesting ways. Like my wife works at a health food place uh, and she brings home tons of recently expired food. And that's how we're surviving. Uh, sustenance our needs are being met we uh, sold off some of our animals i have a little homestead and provision was made you know money was given that way by selling off animals which is extremely difficult to do right now because people don't have money to you know take on extra things much so anyway we're being provided for our needs are being met i highlight needs not wants during this time so anyway, this is where I come into the book of Job. And with the book of Job, uh, I've always loved it for the science and the uh, explanation it gives. You know, it covers God, the angels, the angelic order, Satan, God and Satan. And it's just awesome in that way. It explains a lot of things. It talks about a lot of science and the sizes and generations. And I, I must say, before, that's where I was. I was in the beginning of Job and the end of Job because I love the science, the explanations, the interesting animals, which are, you know, Leviathan, which I call a dragon, or some people may say dinosaur. It explains that. So it explains very interesting things uh if you like to dig into that sciency or deeper explanation on the origins of the earth and god's order so i've always loved it for that however the middle of the book is something that i i just kind of read through yeah i kind of got there was a back and forth between job and his friends but I've never really absorbed the words of it like I did now reading through it this time. So I just want to offer um, on this side of the break, I just want to offer up that the middle of the book of Job, which I'm not going to get extremely in depth in, I'm just going to kind of cover the concepts of it. But this is what has soaked, those words have soaked deep into my soul during this time. I would have I wouldn't have been provoked to read the book of Job if I didn't break out in Lyme disease with bullseyes all over my body and in my where my lymph nodes were and start to come down with extreme pain in those lymph nodes and stuff you know 
So I just offer this to you guys. Uh, it's funny how God sometimes through, you know, what seems to be evil things provoke certain, certain learnings or knowledge or wisdom. And that was the, my prayer when I opened this is, is about wisdom. Okay. So hopefully uh, to summarize this first half here, you kind of see where I opened up. I've been away. There was one person that tweeted for me, which I, whoever that person is, and if there's others that have listened to me and like what they hear from me and my research and my in-depth explanations, I really appreciate that. That came to me at the right moment. And your words of encouragement meant a lot to me, uh, meant for me to come back and, and continue on with this. So when we get back from the break, I'm going to deliver on the book of Job. See you after the break. Hello, everyone. This is Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, U.S. Army and Legal Grant recipient of the Truth for Health Foundation. I want to give a huge shout out to the Truth for Health Foundation for helping me and my family over the past year with our legal battles. Recently, I was court-martialed for not participating with these experimental COVID-19 emergency use authorized products. If it wasn't for Truth for Health Foundation and all the support, I would definitely be in a worse spot. But because of all the support, I'm able to continue uniform service, fighting for what's right, to protect the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. God bless each and every one of you, and God bless America. Welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the show, where we're going to talk about the book of Job here in a little more detail. And I just want to thank all the donors out there for the Truth for Health Foundation. We really appreciate your donations. They're much needed. And we understand that it's really difficult to give those. So we thoroughly appreciate it. And we try to put it to the best use we can. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, so with the book of Job, I want to uh, be upfront here with the fact that I have this awesome study guide that I pulled off my shelf that I've had for, I don't know, 15 years, Never <laughs> probably went through it, skimmed through it, but it's called the book of Job and it's written by E.W. Bullinger and uh, E stands for Ethelbert W. Bullinger, who uh, lived 1837 through 1913. He was a direct descendant of Johann H. Bollinger, the great Swiss reformer. And for those of you who don't know who uh, E.W. Bollinger is, he is definitely one of the most um, deep researched uh, scriptural uh, researchers out there. And um, he has many, many companion books, and he even has a companion Bible. And he was fluent in many languages. So he can give a, a great a wide explanation of certain phrases in the Bible. So anyway, I'm going to use his uh, study book on Job here as we go through it. And um, because I needed, you know, I need a little help on understanding certain things. And one of them, you know, with the, the book of Job um, was he says, um, Job must be brought to the end of himself. 
you know, and eventually towards the end of the book. So the ultimate lesson here is to teach Job uh, the lesson is the end. You know, the end of what? Well, the end of the Lord. So in it, at the end, Job says, I abhor myself. I repent in dust and ashes. So this is the whole intent or the purpose of the book is for Job to, you know, finally get enough of himself to say, I abhor myself and to totally lean on the God for his salvation and his righteousness. And I must say, through all this stuff that I've experienced, I've kind of been there at the end of myself. And, um, you know, because it's not his own salvation, right? It's not Job's own salvation. He's not the bestower of his own righteousness. It's it's God's salvation and God's righteousness. And in this piece, for me, it's more of the righteousness part. I've already been saved a long time ago, but I have to remember, I think my learning point in this is the righteousness of God. And I think, you know, in my actions over the last, particularly the last couple of years, which I do believe were guided by God, a lot of them, but in it, you know, man's selfishness and intent. And, you know, maybe this is where I get ahead of myself in certain places. I don't, I don't know, but I think I've been thoroughly kind of broken down. So uh, God produces a broken heart and a contrite spirit through this book. Okay, and that's what Bollinger says, a broken heart and a contrite spirit. It is the lowly that God goes after, right? The lowly in what? Well, the scripture says the lowly in spirit. And this is where I found myself. I've even felt my faith wane at part at times, you know. And this is where I guess this is another lesson that God is teaching me. And perhaps I'm not the only one. This is where I find I'm going to be bold and courageous and share my story here. You know, I'm kind of opening up and uh, letting the audience know, you know, a part about me that uh, is very revealing. And with the intent that maybe me sharing this, being bold and laying bare the raw emotions of some of this, uh, experience that I've had over the last couple of years. Maybe it's share, a shared experience. And I believe it is. I believe there's many people that have lived, have been ostracized, you know, uh, isolated, cut off, fired from their jobs. You know, that's how the unvaccinated or even the vaccine injured at this point. And there's probably so many other situations that I can't vouch for at the moment but have been isolating we know there's a record number of suicides going on we know excess mortality is up we know that euthanasia is being considered by people we know drug use is up all these things right so for the ones without christ and without god this is a place that they may go they may turn to those things, like, for example, drugs to fill the void. And I would offer that, you know, God is bringing me on a different path, which he's probably doing with some of you. And, uh, you know, the the first thing God says in the, in the Garden of Eden, he says, 
Where is he? Where, where, are, where are you? Excuse me. Where are you? Referring to Adam and Eve. So God puts out, where are you? That's the first thing God says after the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. Okay. So God puts forth the effort to find. And then it's us that say, where is he? Where is the Savior? You know, and maybe you're finding yourself in these times. So uh, Bollinger says, Jehovah dwells only with him that is of contrite and humble spirit. Seen at the end of the Lord. And I'll explain at the end of the Lord a little more in depth here. Um, so contrite or contrition. So the Bible speaks of often of the contrite heart in Isaiah 66, uh, verse two, the Lord says, there are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. And in Psalm 51, 17, David writes, the sacrifices of God are broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God. You will not despise. Contrition is a spoken of as something God likes and is linked in these verses to humility, brokenness, and healthy fear of God's words. So what exactly does it mean to be contrite? According to the International Bible Encyclopedia, contrite heart is one in which a natural pride and self-sufficiency have been completely humbled by the consciousness of guilt. Okay, and I find myself here, and maybe others have, because I've kind of hit rock bottom where it's nothing I do. I I can't, like I said, I hit roadblocks all over the place. Can't get a, can't seem to get a job um, because of the mischaracterization. Every time I get hopeful, I run into another roadblock, another roadblock, another roadblock, and I believe this is meant to be. Okay. And Job highlights this well, and I'm certainly not, haven't been through the full ringer like Job, but, you know, this is the book I'm turning to. And I know a lot of people turn to the book of Job because of loss of loved ones. I've seen my parents do this. I even did it when I've lost certain people in my life. But the book has a deeper meaning to me. Also, the Hebrew and the Greek words often translate contrite actually mean crushed, crippled or broken you know uh when contrite in heart we get the picture of a conscience that is crushed by the weight of its own guilt when a human spirit stops justifying its wrong choices awakens to the depth of its depravity and humbly accepts god's righteous condemnation of sin contrition in present a contrite heart offers no excuse and shifts no blame and i kind of find myself here you know and uh, and as we get into the book of Job here, Job was good, all right? But there was just a little more that God was crushing out of him. It fully agrees with God about how evil it is. A contrite heart throws itself upon the mercy of God, knowing that it deserves nothing but righteous wrath. The, uh, the place of contrition is a blessed place to be, God says. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive spirit of lowly and to revive the heart of contrite. The contrite are promised a dwelling place with the Lord. The broken hearts will be revitalized. Okay. All right. So anyway, 
that was a new word on me, contrite, contrition. And maybe this is something Christians need to uh, research. It's probably a word that's gone out of style. So I would highly, uh, you know, uh, put upon you to go check this out. You know, I would refer it over to you to go look up some of these words and develop a deeper meaning of them. Okay. So Proverbs 1 says, verse 7, okay, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Job 1, okay, and I'm going to start with verse 6, which is considered Satan's attack on Job's character. Now, verse Job 1, verse 6, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Satan also came among them, and the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord, said, from going to and from fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions and have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he, it, he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord, okay? And then making my way down to Job 1, verse 20, then Job arose, okay, so this is after the calamities. And remember, they come one after another. He loses his flock, which was wealth. You know, his animals were his wealth, his children. He loses them and he loses his structures, homes, and every, you know, all these things come upon him fast. And then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked, I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. That's pretty amazing. And to let the audience or listeners know out there, I'm, I find myself in a similar situation with the religious exemption packets, with the firing, uh, the destroying of my character among my peers and subordinates in the organization I used to work in. Uh, again, I was highly ostracized, put away. I, I, I knew it was like God had put me in that situation for a reason to testify to the truth of the matter. And the truth in this moment was the signaling system, the VAERS vaccine adverse events reporting system and all the other truths about the ingredients and the vaccines and, and the breaking of the law. And I just did it like a lamb to the slaughter. I went in, you know, that was the faith I had at the moment. And I, you know, I was like that, like uh, Job was, and I think a lot of you out there, there's a percentage that find yourself the same way testifying to the Lord. And then here we, you know, Job in extreme faith says what he does, says what he says, right? He still believes in God. And uh, it's amazing. So moving on, Satan's attacks on Job's health. 
again, there was a day uh, when the sons of God came to present themselves, right? And Satan answered the Lord. I'm kind of skipping through here. Uh, chapter two, Satan answered the Lord and said, from the beginning and to and fro from the earth and from walking back and forth. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and shuns evil? And he still holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. Right? So the hedge of protection had been removed from Job for this great test. Okay? So Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. So the God gives parameters to Satan. He gives them left and right limits, and Satan has to obey. Uh, so Satan went out for the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils. Like I said, this is where I tied my Lyme disease to these painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a pot shard, which uh, with which he would scrape himself. So I can just picture Job, these big boils building on his body, no hair, probably tattered rags for clothes, sitting there alone, isolated and scraping at these things that are growing on his body. That's the picture that I see when I see Job and I see him alone. And then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Even his wife turns on him. And I must say in this time, my wife is solidly with me. So I did not experience this piece. But I imagine some people out there have had that. Their, their significant other, the one that's supposed to be one with them, uh, divide from them. So, But he said to her, you speak as one of a foolish woman speaks. Shall we indeed accept good for God and shall we not accept adversity? So anyway, there's the wisdom of Job getting into this piece. And then um, moving on, you have the friends. Now, the so-called friends, right? And uh, this piece is what mattered more to me. And um, this time around, it was more, the words actually spoke deeper to me as I got into the middle of the book of Job. It was this with these so-called friends that I started to hear these words specifically. And uh, I'm kind of getting a little long, but so I'm not going to hit these specific phrases as much as I'd like to, but you have Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, right? So when Eliphaz comes at Job, you know, a lot of the stuff they say actually makes sense. And I agree, even some scripturally, but remember the words of man, they're not a hundred percent correct. And that's why the Bible allows them to be there to show their lack of wisdom. Okay. So Eliphaz reasons, on human experience towards Job. Bildad reasons on human tradition, and then Zophar reasons on human merit. And essentially, as they go back and forth with Job, trying to reason with him, actually, their reasoning is trying to say there's something wrong with you, Job, that God doesn't like, you know, and there's a reason why God's doing this to you. 
right? That you must have done something wrong. And we hear at the beginning, the verses I just read, that Job had done nothing wrong. He did not sin against God. He did not curse God and die. All right. And you see this going back and forth. And it was funny um, reading on to Job uh, chapter 16, as this goes back and forth several times between these so-called friends and Job, which I have experienced this in my personal life. And this is why this meant so much to me. It's, you know, the situation I find myself in, I didn't, I testified to the truth. I didn't break the law. I, I'm not the one who forced an experimental thing in people's body. I just merely pointed out that you're not supposed to do that. And these were, you know, seen as conspiracy theories. And then the weird part in this time is even close friends and the body of Christ have turned the head on this saying, you know, just they don't want to see it. They just want to get back to normal. Even though this has wrecked, you know, a good five to 10% of people's lives, they can't get jobs or they had to change careers or whatnot uh, because of this, this lie, but people don't want to see it. And that's the hard part. So then that's the back and forth I've experienced that made this part of Job mean so much. So Job gets in chapter 16 and he answers his friends. Okay. After all this back and forth. And then Job answered, said, I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are ye all. Shall, um, shall words of wind have an end or what provokes you that you answer? I also could speak as you do. If your soul were in my soul's place. I could heap up words against you and shake my head at you, but I would strengthen you with my mouth. Encouragement. He's crying out for encouragement. And the comfort of my lips would relieve, relieve your grief. Though I speak, my grief is not relieved. And if I remain silent, how am I eased? But now he has worn me out. You have made desolate all my company. You have shriveled me up and it is witness against me, my leanness rises up against me and bears witness to my face he tears me in his wrath and he hates me he gnashes at me with his teeth my adversary sharpens his gaze on me they gape at me with their mouth they strike me reproachfully on the cheek they gather me together against me god has delivered me to the ungodly and turned me over to the hands of the wicked that's uh 16 1 through 11 and uh myself in this way quite a bit uh not only was i taken out which i was totally um you know uh faithful and uh expected uh the military to go all out tyrannical on uh, an experimental thing and i had enough courage and boldness and faith to get in it but as things have changed over time i felt my faith wane as the body of christ seems to or the friends turn against you so I have become Job in this, and perhaps many others in their isolation, their ostrac being ostracized, uh, have felt the same way. So that's why I uh, lay bare the, my feelings and emotions and experiences uh, to what uh, I've experienced of, over these last couple of years. So anyway, um, in the book of Job, there's this character called Elihu, who's a young man who actually gives real guidance. And a lot of people don't mention this character, but he does it towards the end 
and um, he he gives good counsel. He gives good god godly counsel, and in his counsel, he goes at Job, and he goes at the friends. Now, in Job's suffering, Job becomes me, 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 I, 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 and forgets the righteousness of God, which is the end, the salvation and the and the uh, righteousness of God. And to take that and own that as the indwelling inside of you is the end of the Lord. And it is only the Lord that can teach that lesson. He is the only one that can bring you down through the brokenness. And there's a purpose for the brokenness. Okay. That is the end of the Lord. That is what he is bringing you to the end of yourself. And in this, this is your total uh, submission to the Lord in accepting him for the great creator. He is. So Elihu says, um, you know, when he starts to speak, he tells, I have, you know, I have a thing against you, Job uh, was his wrath kindled because he justified himself rather than God. Okay. So he justifies himself also uh, against the, his three friends was his wrath kindled. So this is Elihu's wrath against them kindled because they had found no answer for Job. So they didn't really help Job. They gave no godly counsel, even though a lot of it sounded good. There was no wisdom there. And they had, here's the thing. They had condemned um, and had condemned God in it because it was their wisdom and they had condemned Job. Okay. Uh, so Elihu lays this out and he specifically points out to Job his great and fundamental mistake, which is justifying himself because he's constantly defending himself. Okay. And that's what where I find ourselves. And then after Elihu points this out, um, then we have what, you know, my perhaps my favorite chapter in the book of Job, which I understood before it, but now it has a deeper, fuller meaning. Uh, so God, God speaks and he speaks to Job and he says, then the Lord answered Job. This is chapter 38, verse one. He answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, who is he? This who darkens counsel by words without knowledge. Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding who determined his measure, this, its measurements. Surely, you know, or who watched the, um, who stretched the line upon it to what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddled band, when I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors, when I said, this far you may come, but no farther. And here your proud waves must stop. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place? That it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it. It takes on from like clay under a seal and stands out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld and the up 
raised arm is broken. Okay. And then I'm going to end here with Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord. This is verse um, Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So in the end, this is what I, I discovered this years ago, but it has such a deeper meaning now that uh, Job had found the end. And I understand the back and forth with his friends. It was meant to be, his suffering was meant to be to find the Lord in such a deeper, more meaningful way. So much for Job that God actually allows Job to question him directly. Now, who else in the Bible gets to do such a thing but Job? Right, because the previous chapters to chapter 38, Job actually gets to question God. Imagine that. And in this, you know, because God says what he says about Job at the beginning of the book such a righteous and upright man. But the deeper lesson here is it was God's righteousness, not Job's. And that's what Job needed to learn. And as Job is brought through the middle chapters of the book, we discover this. And I felt like Job, having to defend myself with my actions and the the label that has followed me over these last couple of years. And it's it has it's been very tiring. And I've reached the end of justifying myself for my actions, trying just simply following the law, right? And here many of you may have felt like this. You know, these things were brought upon you, not because of things you did necessarily, but just this is what God allowed. He moved his hedge of protection for a deeper lesson to be learned. And this is the thing. Learn the lesson. Don't take on things like drugs. Don't consider suicide. Don't get off the way, you know, onto the wide path. Stay on the narrow path. That's how this all ties back together. And I think this is the lesson that the Lord is teaching me. And he directed me deep through Lyme disease to the boils of Job. And what was Job thinking and feeling? Remember, this. we don't know how long this took in Job's life. Could have been years he was suffering like this. We don't know. But in the end, as he learned the lesson, he was uh, held up. Uh, everything of Job's was doubled. And Job lived a, a long and prosperous life uh, after that. You know, he was able to raise up kids again and spread uh, the lessons that he learned through his life. So it was all made good in the end. Not that we should expect that on this earth, this fallen earth. But anyway, I'd like to share that. Um, that's what I've been doing. And I am back and there'll be more reports. I'm glad to get this wisdom out to everybody so dear lord i just pray that uh what i shared with others is heartfelt that uh, they may be experiencing the ultimate humbling or contrition in their lives and that this is all uh, meant for a good reason uh, a purpose in their life that they do have purpose even though it seems like we're not making progress in many ways but lord i pray that the, the revealing of that will be found in their life and that all things worked together for the good and glory of your kingdom in Jesus name. So before we wrap up here, I would just like to push you guys to the truthforhealth.org. Go there. 
And like I've explained uh, earlier in the show that we have so many resources to help you out. We are caring, loving people that work there. And we thank you donors. You are doing your part in supporting us people. Your, your funds and the money that you donate is received as understanding and love in a very dark moment. So we appreciate that. And if you can continue to give to the Truth for Health Foundation, please do that. We're going to try as much as we can to fight these legal fights in Jesus' name. And this is Mike Gary signing off.